Broadcasting from deep within the great pit of Carcoon, this is the Dubac Discussion Podcast. Your source for Star Wars news, theories, and reviews. With your hosts, Jared Bachman-Stubbs and Mike Dolan. there and welcome back to the do back discussion podcast uh second session of recording today for travis and i this is being recorded on october 7th um we uh as, as of the recording today uh there was a last minute change up scheduling wise unfortunately mr ward was not able to join travis and i uh much love to jason and the making star wars crew uh he will probably appear on a different audio commentary um, for those of you at home who are hearing this now, we'll probably be reiterating this on Dubac Discussion next Monday uh, when we record our next proper news episode. Um, that said, welcome to the Skywalker Saga audio commentary series that we're doing in the run-up to Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Never heard of her. Never heard of her. Uh, you guys are hearing, uh, Travis and myself today for Phantom Menace. Uh, first episode is going to be me and Travi. Kind of a, a trial run. Yeah, a trial run. And if we go back and find out this is unlistenable, maybe you never hear this track at all and we just redo it with other people here. Um, Travis, you don't have like a, you, you have a knowledge of the films and of the lore, but like, one to ten, how much do you know, like, production-wise about the making um, of these movies? I would say probably, like, a five? Okay. I watched, specifically, I watched a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff for Revenge of the Sith. Okay, Revenge of the Sith has a lot of fun stuff going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, and then I, I, like, when I first took my deep dive into Star Wars, that's where, like, I didn't look into the the deep lore. The deep lore. I, I looked into a lot of like the background production stuff because I thought that was really cool. Um, but like watching uh, all the green screen stuff that they were doing and all the choreograph for the f- choreography, the choreography, the choreography of for the for the fights and stuff. So, oh, that's wild stuff. Nick Gallard is a wizard with that stuff. Um, like we said before on the air leading up to this, there is a drinking game element for the, uh, to these audio commentaries. Of course, if you are of legal drinking age in whatever region you are listening to in. So that's all we're allowed to condone. Of course. Uh, now if you never want you to drink underage. Now, if you're in Europe and you're 18 or you're in the States and you're 21 and wherever else, uh, feel free to make yourself. A Qui-Gon Gin, the beverage that Travis and I are indulging in tonight. Uh, it is uh, one ounce of gin, some lemon-lime syrup thrown in there, uh, and you can garnish it with a lime if you so choose, and that's the way we have done it tonight, altered the recipe that we found originally. Uh, next week, um, whomever will be on with us, because it uh, may be in flux now, uh, we will be doing Attack of the Clones. We will be having sex on the beach. 
because sand. And also we'll be having some kind of alcoholic beverage. <laughs> I made a joke. Uh, with that, we are watching the uh, Blu-ray version of The Phantom Menace, uh, the one that came out in that big Blu-ray release a few years back with uh, Luke and Anakin on the box cover. So – or book uh, book box type thing with the little disc pages. So if you have a different version uh, from us hitting play, there may be a little bit of a difference in time. Probably not a lot for most but of these. just by seconds, depending on however many FBI you wouldn't steal a car while part of movie type things. Um, you remember those commercials? You wouldn't download a car. <laughs> bitch, guess what? I just did. With that, Travis, are you ready? Not a bit. All right. Those of you at home have your remote controls at the ready. And we are starting Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. In three, two, one, play. Now, okay, so the drinking game here tonight is going to be to take a sip. We recommend sips. If you're feeling dangerous, take go ahead and take a shot. Uh, but I don't recommend that. Uh, every time Qui-Gon is just dropping fucking knowledge. Every, whenever Qui-Gon's on top of the situation, when he's talking that mad Jedi Master shit. I was going to recommend that every time the plot grinds to a halt, but then we'd just be drinking nonstop. <laughs> there would be no commentary. You would just hear gluck, 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 gluck. Isn't it crazy that we don't see the 20th Century Fox thing anymore? That hit me when I saw The Force Awakens. It, like, there's no, like, yeah. ba, ba, da, 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 da. That's crazy. Right? A long time ago. I didn't even, I never even put that together. You know, even though it's... This is Travis making sure you guys are in the know of where the movie is right now. Episode one. You got to read the crawl now. I know. <laughs> yeah, you do. In that tone, you have to do it now. The Phantom Menace turmoil has engulfed <laughs> the Galactic Republic. <laughs> this does not sing well. <laughs> the tag- <laughs> so this movie introduced us to what to something that like I think a lot of people grew to love whenever it was better interpreted in like the Clone Wars, which is like the interplanetary politics and stuff. It yeah, I it was not handled well in these. In my very unprofessional opinion. Well, I know I I agree, I agree to a certain extent. I think I think the existence of it is fun. However, it's not explained well in any certain terms. I've also never liked the four. Okay, over the course of this, we're gonna figure out how many movies end in four dots for their ellipsis at the end. Oh yeah, if that's consistent, we'll see if we I'm remember curious. that by the time we're done and fucking schwammered. Why why isn't it hold on. So why isn't it one period for each like the episode number? Obviously they wouldn't have thought of that back in the day. Well, actually Lucas always wanted A New Hope to be episode 4. He always wanted to have the feel that you've been dropped into the middle of a story. Yeah, but I'm sure that like he was never properly like confident that he would get to make 
episodes one, two, and three. Oh, no, absolutely not. That was never a guarantee. Would you be able to, like, close the lid a little bit of your laptop? Absolutely not. So do we want to add a bonus game for the prequels to, like, take an extra sip every time there's a meme? I mean, I guess. Yeah. I mean, when we feel it necessary. Yeah. Or that can just be the game for all of Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> Honestly. Most of them are from Revenge of the Sith yeah. anyway. Indeed. We are greatly honored by your visit, ambassadors. I wonder who they are. <laughs> they have hoods on. I can't tell. Woo! So, fun fact. Chronologically, that's the first time that an iconic line is uttered. Chronologically, in the movies, at least. Fun fact, I didn't realize Ewan McGregor played Obi-Wan through all oh, three prequels. Take a sip. Oh. Keep... Qui-Gon just being one of the best Jedi of all time. You would say that. Why would I say that, Travis? Because you're right. And you're a fanboy. <laughs> you filthy mouse fucker. <laughs> but no, I didn't realize Ewan McGregor played Obi-Wan through all three movies. Yeah? As a, uh, like, 11-year-old, I couldn't piece together that growing a beard makes you look a little different. <laughs> and I was like, that is not the same person that plays uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi in the next movie. That cannot be him. There's no way in hell. See, one of my favorite like little plot, I don't even want to call it a plot hole, because I hate that term, um, because it has like zero meaning anymore. But, like, I just think it's so fucking, like, whose idea was it to be like, hey, let's send the people who could feasibly mind control the other people involved in the in the negotiation. No, but they're the good guys. And we, wonder why, and we wonder why the Trade Federation gets a little jumpy. I mean, aside from the fact that they're working for a Sith Lord. um, But I, I just never understood, like, who whose idea was that and thought that that was a, like, like legitimately thought it was a good idea to send in two Jedi <laughs> to handle this negotiation like somebody wouldn't get jumpy. Jedi Master Lucas. Yeah, for real. Oof. Very dead. So, little fun fact about... Oh, that was... Okay, fun fact there. That shot of the dioxys gas filling through the vent... E. That is the only shot in the movie that does not have a special effect in it. That seems impractical. <laughs> Ironic. Another little fun fact. Uh, since George Lucas had the technology to like make actual Jedi combat happen for realsies, he uh, made the decision to do the battle droids. So that the Jedi could just indiscriminately fuck them up. That totally makes sense. Because, like, how hard do you think that is, though, to just, like, wave a sword around and make it look coherent? I mean, <laughs> when we get further into this trilogy, we'll see some instances where it doesn't work. 
I think you mean the next movie. I think, yeah, I mean the Dooku Yoda fight, which is a fucking farce. Um, anybody who puts that in their top lightsaber duels is out of their minds. Um, this is one of my favorite scenes ever. I, I, I mean, granted, part of that comes back to that Star Wars Obi-Wan game I've talked about numerous times. But just like I love Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon so much. And this is like it's one of those things that like on film is a very unexplored dynamic. Yeah. Comparatively, like we could have gotten a whole trilogy of these two. Just I would love a whole trilogy of these two. If there was like some way if you could find like the best actors to play young Ewan McGregor and young Liam Neeson. Um, What you're hearing at home is the sound of a life flight helicopter landing at the hospital just down the hill. Uh, let them die Master destroys I fucking oh my god also one of the uh, I think is the only real on screen portrayal of uh, force speed here let's go (laughs) wait how did I wait a minute I've never realized that happened yeah how they just like gotta go fast away from the fucking destroyer droids they ate a Jedi chili dog and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hate a jedi chili dog it's an invasion army <laughs> oh my also feel free to sip at your qui-gon gins at your leisure because these are quite tasty thank you mom yeah your mom is a fucking rock star dude hey it's nice to have a mother who's both a chef and a bartender mm-hmm. <laughs> So, like, you know what I think is hilarious? Before prequel memes ever really became a thing, my dad and I always thought all the lines that became memes were fucking hilarious. And then the, like, one day just start finding people saying, like, isn't just the concept of hello there funny as shit? And shit, like, you know, the the negotiations were short. Like, it's just, I don't know why I think it's so funny. I I don't know why anybody thinks it's that funny. But <laughs> Travis is done with his martini glass. Well, so here, so I wanted to finish it because like the table, it's sitting on the table with my laptop. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, very yeah. unlevel. I, I, I know I'm busting your balls. And as but... fucking like off kilter as this whole day has been, the last thing I need is martini spills on my fucking laptop with cool. my with all like our do back shit. Yeah. And my schoolwork. Naboo is one of my all-time favorite worlds. It's pretty beautiful. It's a solid beautiful out of ten. Yeah. That's also one of my favorite uh, sections of the Naboo map right there on Battlefront 2. You get to fight inside of that throne room. It's a lot yeah. of fun. I saw, I've seen clips of it. Yeah. Well, if you know what you're doing with the right hero, you can fucking clear that room. With how overpowered Anakin is, you use... Uh, some of his abilities in the right place at the right time. You can clear again. You can clear the whole fucking room. This glass is quite heavy. Seal Bibble, one of my favorite characters, right there. So underrated. Never heard of her. I always end up losing track of when it's uh, actually Padme and when it's Kira Knightley. So I 
for Dubak, I read I, and reviewed the Padme book that came out this year, Queen's Shadow. Also, I want to point out, I totally just forgot Natalie Portman's actual name for a second. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I read Queen's Shadow this year, and they put they they make the dynamic between the handmaids and the queen very very interesting and they get into a lot of detail with that stuff like one of my favorite things is how um all of the fanciness has function to it so like the point of the extravagant makeup is to make the body doubles harder to spot and so funny story about that. If you recall one of my earliest appearances in the Dubak Network, I bring up a movie called The Man Who Killed Hitler and then the Bigfoot. Uh-huh. And one of like a major plot God damn it. God <laughs> damn it. That son of a bitch I is already read. here. I <laughs> God damn it. I wanna read the like alternate universe fan fiction. Where like Qui-Gon where George gets plowed over by that MTT before Qui-Gon can save him. And like what happens to the galaxy without Jar Jar's presence? Uh, he doesn't sign over complete control to a Nazi. <laughs> That's what happens. Um, humble servant. Oh, but it is! To demand it by the gods it is! Oh no! I think this might be a caricature. <laughs> There's something funny about that. Jar Jar, fella. I almost spat my Qui-Gon Jinn all over the mic. You, you, you good? You yeah. all good? You, you, you waited till I took a sip. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, wait, did he say it yet? Did he say... Did I say it on time for the... Um... Okay, cool. Well, take a sip for the... Uh, the ability to speak does not make you intelligent. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, George R. nor the Trade Federation characters have aged well with their accents. Not a bit. However, I didn't know this. Apparently, different regions got different accents for the Trade Federation. Really? So, like, there were a few European uh, countries where they had Russian accents. Um, and I, I, I can't remember all the different, like, I can't remember all the regions that got specific different nationalities. So, like, I don't know if, like, there were just that many Asian conglomerate corporate stereotypical, like, like, stereotypically corrupt, like, like, Japanese or whatever corporations. Yeah. And I say Japanese, it was, you know, China is what they're supposed to be going for because their biggest rival economically. Um, but I... I I think that's interesting that they went a different route for different countries. Um, but that's all the proof that you need that that was clearly racially coded. <laughs> it just hasn't aged well. Um, also, Utaganga is fucking gorgeous. I mean, when you don't have to do anything practical for sets, it's very easy to make stuff. Yeah. Really Although nice. the practical sets, another little bit of production woes for this movie. Um I believe Liam Neeson cost the set designers uh, $100,000 or so because none of them took into consideration how much taller than the rest of the cast Liam Neeson was. 
because Liam Neeson is a very tall man and everybody else is about average height, except for Mr. Neeson, who is like six foot something. So they had to add Google. Yeah. yeah, he's got like a whole head on Obi-Wan. Yeah. Uh. Did you find it? No. I, you- no, I got sidetracked. <laughs> I feel like if I just Google him, it'll, it'll come up. Probably. Liam Neeson. Another fan favorite, Boss Nass. Fan favorite's a word. <laughs> Fans know who Boss Nass is. <laughs> He's 67 years old. Liam Neeson. Yeah. Damn. He's 6'4". Yeah. He's a big boy. You can see right there that one shot of uh, Ewan standing right next to him, how much taller uh, Liam Neeson is. (laughs) His head comes up to his beard. (laughs) You have a lot of smack for someone at beard height, boy. (laughs) I also love like really subtly... Right there, how he like waves his hand and like projects the Jedi mind trick. He's like, we could use like I just remember as a, like I never noticed that as a kid. I thought he just like sweet talked him. It, For some reason, I always thought this happened much like not in the first fi- like twenty minutes. Phantom Menace feels really long. Like it feels much longer than it is. Um, granted, it's not a brief one either. None of these movies are short, you know, but. Nah. <laughs> I love Obi-Wan's like, fuck this guy. How very Jedi of you. <laughs> How very Obi-Wan Kenobi of you, for real, though. <laughs> buzz, buzz. I was not smart. I didn't silence my phone before the film. See, he did it again there. I like he 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 like unfurled his arms. That's ah, uh, it's the little things that I love. Well, it's not like you can love. The <laughs> you, you don't have to do that. You really don't have to do that. Count me out of this one. I'm glad that there's lots of Jar Jar impressions going around, going along, going around here. La 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 la. I said, don't. <laughs> you know, it, it'd be worry. I'm sure it'd be worrying for our listeners if uh, that they think I'm already drunk, but they'd realize I can already barely speak English as it is. See, I have the the upper hand here. I have no alcohol tolerance. <laughs> That's what happens when you don't drink for a year, kids. And no, I don't have a one-year sober chip. (laughs) After this movie, I might need to work towards one, though.
Ooh, it's a big fish. So you can be a big fish too. <laughs> I've not heard of that. Heard of that in a while. Um, so recently, I found out that apparently the sound of all of the oh, what was the fish noise? I believe it is a busted ceiling fan. Is the sound of the growling? Oh shit! I can't remember it now. I had I was I lost it just as I opened my mouth. Hearing the like what cert like the special effects sounds are in Star Wars might be my favorite thing. Oh my god, you know what the lightsabers are, right? Yeah. It's like a broken TV with a microphone inside of it. Yeah. Another little fun fact is uh, apparently at the premiere no one told anybody about who about Palpatine and Sidious being the same person. So uh, Liam Neeson got all pissy, uh, not pissy, but like jokingly walked up to uh, Ian McDermott um, whenever like he realized that they're both played by McDermott. And apparently Liam Neeson walked up to him and he was like, you could have told me you busted that it was you. <laughs> I would have slayed you myself. <laughs> I'd have killed you myself. They're losing power. Also, take a sip uh, for uh, Always a Bigger Fish. I missed that one as we were talking. Unless, no, they didn't do Always, wow, always the, a Bigger Fish the yet. characters in a ship are now in a big rock. That turns out to not be a rock, if I'm not mistaken. But the sequels borrow all of their stuff from the original trilogy. <laughs> That's Every time I see that, I scream a little. You know, like hey, Lucas said, that was always the intent of these movies is that like. I also love that he used like the force to like stun Jar Jar. Um, oh, wait, no, is this always a bigger fish? No. <laughs> I'm a soup boy, chompa chompa. Um, but no, I just Lucas always said, you know, these movies are like poetry. It rhymes. And I love that. I love that, like that element that it like rhymes. And by that, he means he's too lazy to write new plot elements. I'm getting a little bit. As are you ooh, really ooh, kidding? Ooh, another classic production gaff. You can see where her dress is plugged in. Yep. <laughs> I remember sh I, I love showing the prequels to people for the first time and watching them get nauseated at the green screen. Because, like, it's it, it can get really bad. There are some shots that are just aged like milk. My favorite bad. Like this one. <laughs> My favorite shitty CGI shot in the whole trilogy is an Attack of the Clones. <laughs> My favorite shitty blank is an Attack of the Clones. <laughs> yeah, take a shot every time we say our favorite, yeah. Our favorite thing we like to make fun of is in episode two. Um, but yeah, like I was saying earlier with Queen's Shadow, um, like the face paint is meant to cover like their yeah. identities. Um, 
And like the gowns are as like big and puffy as they are because she is armed to the fucking teeth underneath that. That's great. Like several blasters, a couple thermal detonators, like um So one well like placed an- shot will set her off like a fucking firework. That's <laughs> what you're telling me. She also has a personal shield. Firework. Shield that will hopefully be um deployed before that. <laughs> This baby horrified. <laughs> That's funny. That's really funny. So this level, I'm funny. You are funny. This level in Star Wars Obi Wan is one of the hardest in the fucking game because they added a type of battle droid that isn't actually in the movie. That's like, did he just try to sheath his like his lightsaber like a real sword, like with the blade on? <laughs> with the sound on as he does that motion you hear the it it looked very much like he was just sheathing it with the blade on and they realized it like you know in the cutting room and they were like oh we need to like actually put in that his lightsaber goes away <laughs> one of spencer's uh biggest one of the, one of the things that has made spencer like the angriest about this fandom is uh one of our favorite versus series youtubers jen sarai one did a video in one of his videos and in many of his videos featuring Qui-Gon posits that like Qui-Gon needs to like drop his guard to focus his energies to use the force and like cites him putting away his lightsaber before force pushing those droids as an example. And Spencer gets pissed off every time he hears that because he's like, that doesn't make any sense. He just put it away because he knew he didn't need it anymore. So fucking funny. But I agree with him. Agreed. Uh, but no, in the Obi-Wan level, uh, there's these droids that are like made out of Cortosis with Cortosis swords. And like, if like, and like Queen Amidala has like one hit before she fucking dies. And your mission is like just you and the shitty AI Qui-Gon have to like cut down all the droids before they kill the queen. Good. Another favorite scene. Wait, um, you're you're under arrest. <laughs> the fucking the fact that the droid stutters, like I've like, I've never understood like the the way the way George wrote the droids to function. If don't understand, then uh, <laughs> that's the line of code. Then uh, I took an intro to programming class. Uh, I know. <laughs> I'm, if, I'm a pro. If then uh. Can I get a McChicken? Boneless. Don't put none of them shits in my pizza, bro. Watching Jar Jar get offended by being told to keep out of trouble is one of my favorite things. (laughs) That's how I feel when I'm told to not do anything stupid. Jared? Don't do anything stupid. Hey! (laughs) 
Jared, quit using Facebook and watch the movie. I am. I'm sorry. So, how how do you feel about like Jar Jar or Jar Jar R two being like about Jar Jar being sucked into the vacuum in space? <laughs> I dream about it every night, Jared. Um, how do you feel about like R two and three PO just being here from the beginning of everything? I don't mind it. I think it's kind of like they're like the tether, right? Yeah, and especially with some stuff that we've been talking about for Episode Nine, it might actually be relevant. So yes, I hope what we've said for Episode Nine makes them being here the whole time relevant. I've grown—I mean, growing up on the prequels, it never bothered me. But the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, "How? Fucking how? <laughs> Dumb luck, <laughs> for real." Does him having the good strategy play count as a sip? I wouldn't say no. Look at me finding excuses to drink on a Monday night. I have lab at 8.30 tomorrow morning. Travis, are you excited for the first sighting of your favorite celebrity in this movie? He's not drinking. <laughs> oh my god, why aren't we wearing our shirts? <laughs> It's not like they can see him. I know. But you're right. I should have worn my shirt. Look at him mean mugging. Look at look at Ray. Look at Ray. That fucking mad lad. You should have DM'd him for this. I wish I did. Do it right now. I'm going to start this over. Be like, hey, listen. Hypothetically, if I'd asked you to be on this commentary track. Because like, there's no way he... Even if he had responded, he would have been like, hey, man, sorry. This is too last minute for me. Right? Because, like, he'd have to make sure he had equipment and, right, like, two hours spare in the next 15 minutes. No, that's too much. But, like, imagine he's like, yeah, I'll come on for another one, man. I love v <laughs> Oh, man. I like all of this shit. Another one of my favorite things about this is the fact that Qui-Gon figures out from the jump that Padme's a decoy. Um, like Lucas said that that was, I can't like in one of, in his own commentary for these, um, you know, instead of listening to our dumbasses, uh, Lucas mentions that like that little bit where like Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon glance at each other, like towards the end, whenever Padme reveals it. And like he put that in there to kind of be like Qui-Gon being like, I fucking told you. There's behind their backs, they're passing 20, uh, 20 credits. Yeah. <laughs> I almost had 20 bucks and I was like, that wouldn't work. They're not at that point where the U.S. conquered the entire galaxy far, far away. <laughs> The only thing strong enough to defeat the most powerful Sith Lord in the galaxy. Sand. (laughs) 
I don't understand why The Last Jedi used fuel as a plot point. Meanwhile, their fucking engine breaks down. I just realized the amount of plot relevance that ships not working right has on this franchise. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this movie, with, like, the Nubian breaking down on Tatooine. Not huge on the plot, but, like, the invisible hand goes ass up while Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Palpatine are still on board. The Falcon is just inoperable for most of Empire. And then there's the whole fuel crisis on the Radis for The Last yeah. Jedi. That's three out of eight. That's almost half of the movies involved. Also, like, the, Fal the Falcon in seven. Oh, yeah. The movie yeah. doesn't happen unless they get in the Falcon. That, that, half of the movies revolve around the ship. Yep. Less than half if you don't count Revenge of the Sith almost killing them. But Also... Oh, Jar Jar stepped in poop. It's funny. If you're wondering, reading Jar Jar's lines is almost worse than listening to them. Because <laughs> then you have to imagine... Hey, 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 there's a do-back. It's a do-back. It's a do-back. It's a do-back. Drink for the do-back. Drink to the do <laughs> To the do-back. To the do-back. That's actually TJ in a suit. <laughs> <laughs> Little baby TJ in a do-back suit. All right. So, okay, what are all the Easter eggs in Watto's shop? Um, behind Watto... Oh, behind Watto is a little shit. Um... <laughs> Behind water where against that wall is not where the open door is. There is a finished model of C-3PO standing in the back. Uh, <laughs> don't touch anything. That sounds like knowledge to me. <laughs> you keep complaining about your 8 a.m. tomorrow. It's called committing to the bit, Jared. Okay, first of all. This is a non-Jake Lloyd harassing podcast. Agreed. This is not his fault, nor is Jar Jar's bullshit Ahmed Best's fault. No, not a bit. Lucas, George Lucas, is an amazing idea guy. I don't think he can be trusted to write an entire script by himself. Not a bit. How you feeling over there? Eh. Eh? Yeah, me too. I'm about to uh, I'm not hot patocta pussy. Hot patocta. <laughs> Go back a few weeks in Hall of Heroes to get that joke. Hot patocta pussy. Ha, the pit droid slap Jar Jar. Oh, oh. it's funny. Oh, George. <laughs> I would pay any... I love when the pit droid just kicks Jar Jar in the nuts and he doesn't flinch. Like, that's my favorite. She just goes, uh, <laughs> They retract into his body. Also, in the very far back, that white pod in the back of the junkyard is uh, one of the little pod ships from uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Neat. Yep. These are things I have to know. It's on the docket. 
I love how Qui-Gon is like, when in doubt, mind control. Those of you who are Qui-Gon fans out there, be sure to give a listen or read. You know, you can read it like a normal fucking person. Uh, Master and Apprentice by Claudia Gray. If you're a Qui-Gon fan, there's lots of good Qui-Gon content in that book. Um, it's just Qui-Gon being Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan and everyone else in the room trying to keep up and figure out what the fuck he's up to. I forgot the whiteboard today. But I haven't been keeping track of who fucks and who doesn't fuck. Oh, no. Okay. So real quick, to go down the list. Obi-Wan uh, Kenobi. Um, I don't think he fucks yet. No, he doesn't. Not yet. Qui-Gon Jinn fucks. Oh, he fucks. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, New Gunray. I don't think Gunray fucks. No. He, I, don't think, I don't think he just doesn't have that in him. He's too just, much of a bitch. Eh. Queen Amidala. Here's the thing. If I say Queen Amidala fucks, A, she's a minor in this movie, correct? She is 14. I am not legally obliged to say whether or not Queen Amidala fucks, but um, she does later, for sure. And Okay. I so Senator Amidala. Senator Amidala fucks. Queen Amidala um fucks, No comment. <laughs> fucks people of appropriate age. <laughs> and no nine years old is not an appropriate age. <laughs> oh man. Also in this shot hidden or not in this shot, but in this scene, you can see the uh, Jedi undercover agent Quinlan Voss on Tatooine at the same time Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon were. Right there, he's the guy with like the yellow paint across his nose. Oh, no shit. I think he's like just hidden. Oh, you see him right behind Anakin? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I got Quinlan him. Voss right there. Anakin, get him now while it's early. <laughs> uh, Annie fucks, by the way. If I'm if I'm allowed to say the minors fuck, Annie fucks. <laughs> Anakin Skywalker, the, the Padawan, and then Jedi does not fuck. Really? Okay. Revenge of the Sith, Anakin does not fuck. Really? I I will say that. I'll say Okay, that. what about Anakin at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith? Like, essentially still Clone Wars Anakin. Yeah, I'll give that to him. It's once he starts panicking and going to Palpatine about shit. Once he starts panicking. You- <laughs> <laughs> okay, this, this- <laughs> I hate myself for that. Does Captain Panaka fuck? Hmm. I'll say yeah. Mm-hmm. He doesn't give me a reason to say no. That's fair. Be sure. Um. Does Jar Jar fuck? He fucks like a mat. No, I <laughs> listen. What's the one thing from SNL? Like Jar Jar stumbles into fucking. Like, okay. Like he never actually means to. He trips over himself and ends up. Doing some poor living creature. I remember the Natalie Portman rap from SNL Part 2. 
Like, say something about the motherfucking prequels, bitch. Say something fucking nice about Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> now kiss him on his three dicks. <laughs> no. <laughs> what about Shmi Skywalker? Does Shmi Skywalker fuck? No, but I don't think it's for any negative reason. She's just she's, like because she opts out of fucking. I mean, she's the literal Virgin Mary, right? Yeah, the Virgin Shmi. She's just like I don't know how this happened. I don't know what will happen if I actually have sex. That's scary. <laughs> I just love the Legends version of just like Palpatine and Plagueis accidentally impregnating her. Yeah, because like. In Legends, for those of you at home who don't know the story, um, Travis, have you been told this story yet, or have you read Plagueis? Or I, I haven't actually sat down and read the book Plagueis, but this is one of the stories that like became very. I became very well versed with, like between you guys always talking about it and just like again like my deep dive into yeah. Legends lore when it was still the EU, right? Um, essentially. Sidious and Plagueis were trying to crack eternal life and <laughs> at one point came really close to it and then immediately felt like a really profound disturbance in the force at which at which point both of them went, oh, we fucked up. Something just happened. I don't know what happened, but we, we fucking broke something. And then a few years later, a few years later, um... Anakin shows up on Coruscant and Plagueis is apparently just off screen, <laughs> which is the case for most of the book. Um, at least the back part of the book is just Phantom Menace, but Plagueis is apparently just off camera. Um, but Plagueis senses Anakin's power in the force when he gets on Coruscant and has a fucking panic attack and like starts freaking out the city. He's like, I don't know what the fuck we did, but we made that. And that is, oh my God. It's a force god. What did we do? It's Ray Park. It's uh, your buddy. He likes me next. <laughs> uh, Darth Sidious fucks. Darth Maul fucks. Yes. While he still has the dick, too. Uh, yeah. And you can clearly see that his neck does not have makeup on in that shot. See, I've never been able to tell if his neck doesn't have makeup or if it's just the lighting. He very much does not have makeup on on his neck in that shot. I don't know. R two D two fucks <laughs> emphatically. <laughs> this is one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. No one can kill a Jedi. Proceeds to slaughter all. It the Jedi. kills all the fucking Jedi. It just subtitled "Excuse me" as the letter X. Excuse me. <laughs> I need I need so many drinks, Jerry. This one kid I went to high school with got a fucking swastika tattoo today. Do I know this fucker? No. Okay. But then he also went on to be like, no, it's not a Nazi swastika. I'm taking the symbol back. It's what it originally meant. I don't care what it originally meant. It means one thing now. The Empire. 
this glass has done a fair bit of sweating. And like it, my grip loosened just a little bit and it went straight down and I caught it by the rim. I still, I stand by, I I used to be, like, I can appreciate the prequels for what they are. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I used to be that guy that was like, I can rewrite them better than George Lucas. <laughs> and that was when I was, like, an edgy freshman in college. See, any, right? any prequel rewrite, I, here's, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want the prequels changed by that much. Ever. Like, if someone told me, like, you now get to do tell the prequel trilogy how you would want it, I think almost all of my focus would go into Revenge of the Sith. See, I'm the opposite. All of my focus goes into this movie. My, I There's, there's nothing I want to part with. I just want to add shit. Oh, yeah, okay, that's fair. And, like, what I was getting at was, like, cast... Have them find Anakin when he's 17 or 18. I, I've heard you, that before, yeah. And my my reasoning is that it mirrors Luke starting his training really late. Because, you know, Yoda says he's too old, he, we yeah. can't train him. Because, like, you're looking at this nine-year-old kid go, A, from, like, a story standpoint, he's nine years old, and yeah, he's experienced some shit. But, like... He's still really young, comparatively. Yeah. And I, you know, it can be... Nine, you can still wipe away a lot of traumatic stuff with a lot of good counseling and some good training. Which they didn't. No, not even a bit. (laughs) In fact, they made it worse. And then on top of that, you have the practical standpoint of we don't have to cast a child as our leading... Not leading in this case, but like... Yeah. The kid who you're supposed to connect with over these three films and then change him out in the next movie is like he's yeah there's a 10 year time jump but like you can't you it's that's what makes these movies feel so disjointed not just the time skips but the not having the same actor right you have less time to assimilate to that person it's the same reason that like the central villain it's Sidious but it's also technically Sidious in the original trilogy. Having Vader all in all three movies helps versus having Maul and then Dooku and then Grievous, right? Yeah. And barely even – like Grievous is like basically a fucking side quest. I mean kind of same with Maul though. Yeah. I mean but Maul like – Maul is sent in to like – Maul comes to our protagonist in this. We're like, yeah, Grievous just happens to be in the room for all intents and purposes. And I'll give you Seth. I don't know. I just like, I love Qui-Gon too much. And oh, now yeah, no. in like, like legend, legends and canon, there's, uh, there's too many stories of Obi-Wan working with Anakin just after Qui-Gon's death that I love so much. And like, I would have a hard time parting ways with that. I, so like. Let me give you my pitch. They find Anakin as a basically an adult. Keep talking. I'm refilling. All right. You're good. They find him as basically an adult. Um, take him back to Coruscant. Obi-Wan is knighted very soon after this and takes on Anakin. Okay. 
Um, time passes. The events of Attack of the Clones happen and Qui-Gon's still alive. And the fight after Obi-Wan and Anakin get beat, instead of Dooku and Yoda, it's Dooku and Qui-Gon. Dooku kills Qui-Gon. Anakin gets knighted. Da da da. Right? That's always been like my ideal scenario. And that's your opener movie. Oh shit. <laughs> Holy fuck. That was scary. Okay. Everybody's okay. Thing number 412. Who fucking keeps launching? I keep accidentally triggering the recliner. <laughs> My headphones are stuck inside it. <laughs> that was terrifying. <sighs> okay. Who was his father? Plagueis. There was no father. That boy is Anakin H. Christ. So, <laughs> for those of you at home, uh, the, the couch I'm sitting on has a very, very, very sensitive recliner in it, which I accidentally popped off twice. That smacked the, the rig so hard that the table folded a little bit. Jesus. My apologies. You're such a joker, Annie. All these kids telling Anakin he can't do it, fuck. <laughs> because they're telling Anakin not to do it, they yep. fuck. Bullying will get you laid, kids. I think this is the one scene in the movie where I still unironically think Jar Jar is like fucking funny. <laughs> like the fucking slapstick is legitimately funny here. Like it's paced like the Three Stooges. <laughs> Come cut his arm off, Qui-Gon. Cut his head off, Qui-Gon. Spare me. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, C-3PO doesn't fuck. Oh, not by a long shot. Vroom, motherfucker, vroom! <laughs> uh, oh, you poor kid. She just realized her son's a school shooter. <laughs> Fucking hell, oh my god.
I want to be the first one to see them all as I help the Empire conquer every single known world in the galaxy. How often does it just randomly occur to you that, like, that's Darth Vader? A little too often, actually. Yeah? Alright, so what are your thoughts on midichlorians? Um, I, I don't mind it as much as some people. Same. You and I have had this discussion, and you kind of won me over, where... Writing into your like magic system a reason why some people can and can't use it, it makes logical sense. Um, like, there's a reason Han can't use the Force. Yeah, and it's not just that he because like obviously he watches Luke. You like because in the first movie he doesn't believe in it, but the next movie he see like he knows he's seen Luke use it, which means he believes in the Force, but can't use it. So there's got to be a reason. Does Han see Luke use the Force in Episode Four or Five? Because he's not in the room for when he like Force pulls the lightsaber. Even if it's not on screen, I mean, I'm pretty sure in between Four and Five, he sees Luke do something in their adventures. Even if you want to say by Episode Seven when he says like it's not all mumbo jumbo, right? Yeah, eventually Han comes around. So it it. I get why it irks people, but coming from the anime guy, having some kind of reasonable power scaling to your magic system isn't necessarily a bad thing. Agreed. I I always liked the idea that it was like, you know, there's a certain threshold where eventually you can use the force in a metaphysical way. And that once you reach that threshold, like it's all about training. You know, certain people are going to have an easier time touching the Force, like Anakin or Rey, who are just born a little bit above the curve, or vice versa. So, there's Watto with his hose, or uh, Sabulba with his hose. That's Sabulba fucks. Sabulba. Sabulba, like, rock star fucks, though. Like, it's not even that he has a great personality, he's just famous. Oh, yeah, he's paying for it, but he fucks. God, some of Jar Jar's movements are just so goddamn distracting. So, fun fact that I found out recently, apparently, and I didn't know this, Wano's chance cube is loaded. That makes sense. That makes sense. That like he, it's like he, that Qui Gon using the Force to bounce it onto the blue is just like him like balancing out Wado's cheating. Like, granted, you're trying to free a slave. I don't mind if you cheated a fucking crap game. Yeah, I don't necessarily. But- like, even if it's weighted, I don't think he's just... He's just counterbalancing a way to die. Yeah. They get married and fuck. 
that uh, that's the like the other reason I want him to be age them both to be about the same age, please. Yeah. Because like this is this is that age gap where it's the most noticeable. Yeah. Like a a thirty year old and a twenty five year old, eh? That's not too bad. Fourteen and nine, no <laughs> dice, son, no dice. Especially when the fourteen year old is a head of state and the boy is a slit and the nine year old is a slave. And now we get to my. I don't know if it's my least favorite scene in Star Wars, but it's it's up there. I un- I, I understand why people like the pod race. I don't. Yeah. And the but, fact that there's an extended version of it on some DVDs, like it checks, fucking why? It checks all my boxes of a reason of like why I don't like the product pandering in Star Wars. Like, this scene exists in this movie to promote a video game and toys. It, like, I mean, completely it, halts the narrative. I will say this much. Lucas has always been a car guy and has always loved racing. So it doesn't surprise me that he eventually found a fucking excuse to have, like, a giant drag race in his movie. But I still don't like the scene. No, not a bit. Also, uh, Warwick Davis, uh, the actor who plays Wicket um, in Return of the Jedi, in every subsequent Star Wars movie to come out, has a cameo. And his character in this, a char- I believe he plays a guy named Weasel. He's sitting next to Watto during the pod race. Weasel, I think that's his name, shows up. Uh, well, Warwick shows up and playing one of Emphis Nest's Marauders in Solo, a Star Wars story. Uh, Davis is playing the same character as Weasel. Like, he's playing Weasel, who eventually goes on to join Emphis Nest. Eventually, when we do one of these for Solo, we are going to get into a fist fight. That is assuming, ah, it's funny, the, you know, the EOP farted. Spoiler alert. We don't like toilet humor in Star Wars. How the fuck did no one see that? Ah, well, you see, plot. (laughs) Ah, well, you see, Anakin still fucking wins. The Force! You couldn't see me doing jazz hands, but that's what I was doing. Oh, get ready to take another sip. May the Force be with you. And my drink with me. I am not a liquor guy. This is delicious. I am so excited for the Mustafar one my mom's making. 
Fireball, vanilla vodka, and something else she said. Jerry will be a happy boy. Really hope they wash that steel bikini, by the way. That the blue hair lady's wearing. Nope. So what you're telling me is that Leia definitely got space herpes. Well, the one she was wearing was like not sized correctly, so it never I don't think it ever actually touched anything. <laughs> that's that's a fact. Not it was wrong. sized to the stunt double, I think. And so like it just never fit oh, her. Oh, right. right there. That's one of the moments you can tell Qui-Gon sees right through the bullshit. The Queen trusts my judgment. Sure should you. You sexy motherfucker, Qui-Gon Jinn. Person who fucks Qui-Gon Jinn. <laughs> Rey is Qui-Gon Jinn's descendant. That's not true. But... No. <laughs> you heard it here for... Her... <laughs> You heard it here first, folks. Shut the fuck up. I hate Jar Jar. <laughs> I will never be able to express how much I Oh, there's hate Weasel. Jar Jar. Oh, that guy that uh, he just ate the head off of to hit the gong? <laughs> no. No, that was Weasel. Oof. I wish any of what he was doing meant something. Like, I wish I knew what any of that meant. But I don't. <laughs> He did it. Did you know that in the credits for this, uh, Jabba the Hutt is played by himself? Good. That's what it says. I wonder if there's a real human being named, like, their family name is Hutt, and their family real saw the opportunity and named one of their kids Jabba the... Jabba the? <laughs> no, Jabba, and the middle name the... <laughs> Their other kid is pizza. <laughs> There's Aura Singh. See, that's like where my knowledge dies off is all the background characters. Well, she actually got to appear in the comics right before The Phantom Menace. Um, there was a series of comics that came out right before Phantom Menace where... Kind of like what's happening with like the Charles Soule, Kylo Ren comic where they kind of like went, okay, here's everything you need to know to write this feasibly. And did that with a story about Ki-Adi Mundi. Ah. Now in Legends, Aura Singh is an ex-Jedi and traffics as a Jedi hunter. Um, The character I'm always talking about, Asherad Het, who I fucking love and want to be in canon again so badly – his father was murdered. Aura Singh murdered his father. And she did like the same thing that like Grievous does where she like collects lightsabers and shit like that. It's an easy trophy. Yeah. 
Is that how in the bag you are right now, Travis? For those of you at home, I keep having to sit up to properly talk into my microphone. <laughs> and it's just a lot of effort to like get up out of the crevice of the of the couch. And so like then I slump back over and then I slump over some more. It's fun. <laughs> hey, look, it's Johnny Knoxville. Oh, right there, the pit droids did like a see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. Real quick. I mean, it was like a half a second shot. I just think it is so remarkably funny that we have so little to say about the fucking pod race. Because <laughs> it's a useless scene. Like, nothing happens in this. Nothing meaningful happens in this I mean, scene. Bed Quadrant Eros gets fucking murdered. Cool. <laughs> Besides, like, ish watching Anakin use the Force, but we get that later in the Naboo fight. Yeah. So, like... They seem they could have just stole Anakin. Feasibly. <laughs> like, think about that. You shorten this movie by like a solid twenty minutes if like You just kidnap the slave. You, you're like, Shmi, I know you want your your better for your son. I'm gonna kidnap him and train him to be a Jedi. Done. Yeah. One of my least favorite complaints about this movie is how people are like, oh, they took Anakin. Why didn't they just take Shmi or just buy Shmi? Like, what the fuck do you do with her after that? Like, I don't... I Like, I, like, like in the real world, we're not able to just be like, oh, hey, per random person outside of our government in a situ shitty situation. Here's fucking... Here's safety. Just on a platter, out of nowhere. And you... It also is like it should be that way. Yes. IRL. Absolutely. But like the fact that people like we can't do that IRL and you're like ascribing that as a plot hole. And then but then you open a bigger plot hole of like your Anakin can't disconnect properly from his family. Like he doesn't yeah. he already doesn't. But now you're, you're He has saying, no reason to try and do it like halfway. Yeah. This drink is yummy, but it's giving me a headache. This drink is yummy, but it's giving me a light head. I just have a headache forming from it. I miss my hutka. Hutka! Your potato wine. I call it angry potato water. That seems... That seems accurate. Comrade juice. Comrade juice! <laughs> That's 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 golden. Also, like with the pod race, is there like a regulation size for these fucking things? 
I would because if you look at not. Anakin's next to Sebulba's, like Sebulba's is like a fucking freighter. I'd imagine as long as it runs. I mean, it's Tatooine, right? Yeah. Ta-da! Lutini. Also, if you, uh, whenever they cut back and you can see Sebulba's pod in the background, Sebulba is not actually in the pod racer. <laughs> That's just icing on the cake, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I am becoming one with this couch. Like Chirrut and uh, Rogue One, just I'm one with the couch and the couch is with me. I'm one with the couch and the couch is with me. Did I tell you what my friend Trey did to me during uh, Rogue One? What? So. Talk about Rogue One because that's more interesting than the pod race. You're right. Um, In his last scene where he like walks through the blaster fire to get to the button. Yeah. Right. He, you know, he starts doing this chant and he's walking out. It's a, it was at that moment I realized that every single major cast member was going to die. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, they're all expendable. And no one is in the actual rebellion. Oops. <laughs> um, but he started walking doing the chant. And my friend Trey, this little shit, leans over to me and just goes, I am one with the horse and the horse is with me. I am one with the horse and the horse is with me. And I... I think I squeaked out a slight laugh. <laughs> like I, I think I suppressed most of it, but <laughs> I was dying. One of my favorite. Oh man, I really wish that was like my Instagram post for all my Harry the Horse shit now. Um, <laughs> next time I'm in Guys and Dolls and play Harry, and I'm one with the horse, and the horse is with me. Um, Logan did not care for Rogue One. He actually slept through all of the stuff on Jetta when we saw it in theaters. Um, me personally, I am never going to forget one of my favorite Star Wars moments in theaters ever. Uh, being the Vader fanboy that I am. Oh, yeah. And that's I had to watch it again because I realized like someone asked me like asked, was asking me which questions about the plot and how it affects the greater Star Wars lore. And I had to like, I realized that leaving on that moment totally warped my view of the movie. Right? Like, I was like, that movie was incredible. It was so high. That whole last act, not even just that scene. Because the last act is so good. Oh, yeah. I would watch just the last act of that movie. I would like to see a version of Rogue One that is just. It doesn't have a hentai scene. (laughs) I would like to see a version of Rogue One that is just. Oh, hey, he won. Finally. My eyes have been off the screen for the past five minutes. (laughs) I would like to see a version of Rogue One that's just two hours of the Battle of Scarif. Yeah, it would be worth it'd be worth watching. Um, But like, I remember because I remember. Fuck. 
They fuck a lot. Um, I remember in the he- fields of Naboo. I he- remember. <laughs> I remember hearing like leaks about like there was gonna be a scene where Darth Vader goes fucking ape shit and just fucks up a bunch of rebels. And I was like, yeah, well, we'll see. I don't want to get my hopes up. And we're getting towards the end of the movie, and I'm like, I'm not getting my Darth Vader scene. I just got that one scene with Krennic, which I'm not complaining, but I'm not getting a full Vader scene. And completely resigned myself to that. And then the lights went out in the hallway, and I was like, no fucking way. Deathstroke. (laughs) (laughs) Another running gag on Hall of Heroes. Um, I also love how one of Maul's probe droids just kind of goes, whoop, uh-oh, and realizes Qui-Gon's there. Uh-oh, stinky. Um, that meme's probably dead by the time you guys hear this. Uh. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Don't. Um, but now I remember just like the, like the, the, the hallway getting dark and just, and I, I, like, I thought they were going to cut it after the lightsaber ignited. I thought they were going to pull one of those. I'm so glad they did. Same. Same thing happened in Daredevil Season 2 um, when Punisher gets locked in a hallway in a jail with a bunch of – Oh, yeah. I remember that their, scene. Like, their prison dawn. Yeah. And King Fist locks him in and he starts running at him with the shank and I was like – or the shiv. And I was just like – Oh. Travis has done hard time. He knows what the difference is. Oh, yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, he's going to run in. They're going to cut and they're going to say he killed everyone. And then they show all of it. <laughs> I just remember like all the fucking brutal ass kills in Rogue One. Oh, like, yeah. Like that's... just like the and like there's a couple. Rogue just, like, One brings war to Star Wars. Oh, it's just like, you know, like there's like you get like the cool. Like, I was like, okay, like he cuts a couple of the guys down and he like. Nothing Bloody. happens by accident. Drink. I can take a hearty sip of that and not feel a thing. We're out of soda water. So if you go to refill yourself, go get a Mountain Dew. But like my favorite is like the fucking like when you're like body slams the dude up top blocks the blaster bolt and then just like on the backswing from blocking the blaster bolt just fillets the motherfucker on the ceiling yippee that is this child that's darth vader you're talking yeah. about this child yeah the kid that just does. went yippee <laughs> fillets a man abandoning his slave mother <laughs> Well, he, he's Skywalker's now, always been an asshole. Well, hold on. He he just realized his mom isn't coming with <laughs> in his defense. Here's me defending space Nazis again. <laughs> Qui-Gon's just like, yowza. I did an oopsie. Uh-oh, stinky. <laughs> I wouldn't actually throw my phone at you the way today's gone. It would shatter. <laughs> Not even on impact, just midair. <laughs> For those of you at home, uh, the day we're recording this is the same day on Dubac Discussion when Travis and I had to drive out a half an hour to go get access to the house of which we record in. Um, almost died twice on the highway. 
It is October 7th, if you're curious. Yes, this will be the episode going up on Tuesday, October 8th. Um, it's the same day we recorded this. So it's been a hell of a day. Um, and then Travis's check engine light turned on. So we've had a hell of a day, guys. You sure did. Oh, yeah. Google's figured me out. They started sending me Titans news. Because <laughs> uh, they dropped Jason Todd out a window this week. Oh, shit. That would be a fun do. review. And No, not this week. Joker. Really? No, we, we're reviewing Joker. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant Joker dropped him out a window. No. I can't do it, Mom. I just can't do it. This scene is so unironically good. You'll see my corpse. (laughs) You want to know some really sad shit? The three most live-action important people in Anakin's life. All of their last words to him are, I love you. Padme says it right before she collapses. She says it whenever she dies in his arms, and then, you are my brother Anakin, I loved you. Like, all of them, the last thing they get to say to him is, I love you, before he's put in the suit. So what you're saying is, telling people you love them (laughs) turns them into a space Nazi. (laughs) Yes, precisely. You hear that, Mom? (laughs) Jesus. I fucking love Darth Maul's speeder bike. I also love the, I just love the fucking Looney Tunes drop he does right there. (laughs) Anakin drop. What plaster clogged on? I couldn't hear you. Oh, God. Look at the fucking CGI Darth Maul in that shot. Oh, he hit his hand. He hit his hand. Plot hole. That had to hurt like a bitch, though. Yeah. Especially with how hard Ray goes. What do they... I know I, I said at the beginning I knew a lot about the saber combat, but like, for filming, is it just the dowel rod? So, it is a... I don't know what the difference was. Also, little change in the novel is from this in the novelization. Maul gets onto the ramp with Qui-Gon, and then Qui-Gon kicks him in the chest off, and that's why Maul's like slowly rising up. When he stands up, as for whatever reason, they cut that out. Wait, wait, wait what, before I answer your question. <laughs> Hannigan Skywalker, meet Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's going to dismember you and drop you in a volcano. After training you for a decade. And then you're going to cut him in half. Which, if Obi-Wan did not become a Force ghost, 
he would have been in two pieces on the fucking floor. Anyway, to answer your question. Because, um, like, watching them practice, I think it was just out, like... Essentially. I th- Some of them had red blades and some of them had green blades, and I don't know what the difference was. Um, But they use, like, the red and green blades to, like, CGI, like, the beam yeah. blades onto. Yeah. For the original trilogy, I believe they were metal rods. Oh, yeah. I, they, they look chrome. They look chromish. When I... All the... Uh, behind the scenes stuff I've seen for the saber fights is all for the prequel. Okay, so original trilogy they looked like metal. A re- prequel trilogy they had that like pr- plastic wooden or dowel like it was either plastic or yeah. wood. I'm pretty sure it was plastic. For the sequels, they pretty much just use like the kind of lightsaber that's sitting over there. Like if you watch the behind the scenes of the Star Killer base fight. Like, Adam Driver and Daisy Ridley have what look like a fucking Ultra Saber. Because, like, it's already glowing and lit up. Yeah, um, yeah, so that they get the effect of, like, the blade glowing on someone's face. Naturally. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, hold on. Space is cold. You seem sad. Listen, baby, I might be nine, but I'm an early bloomer. I was going to say something real inappropriate about a nine-year-old. And you know what? I ain't gonna. I'm not that drunk. I feel I have a very, very mild buzz going. And a slight headache. I think it's all that for me, too, mixed with the fact that I'm tired. Yeah. I'm nine, and I... I'm nine and want to fuck you. Early bloomer. So, fun fact I found out the other day. Did you know that um, George Lucas based Chancellor uh, Finis Valorum on Bill Clinton... That's weird. He doesn't have a cigar sticking out of his ass. <laughs> Rick O'Lee for the win. We have not said anything about Rick O'Lee, but that sexy bastard can get it. That is the pilot of the Naboo starship. Ah. Since you have a life, Travis. I wouldn't say that, but. <laughs> <laughs> I have my hands in too many fandom buys to know every background character. Quit making fuck me eyes at the nine-year-old, you pervert. Quit making fuck me eyes at the almost adult woman, you nine-year-old. <laughs> uh. You ready for some nonsensical politics? No. What you talking about me?
Uh, watching Jar Jar's hands flap around disgusts me. <laughs> it's so gross. Fucking love Coruscant. It just looks so badly, like nowadays, looks so badly rendered. Oh, yeah, it looks way better in Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Oh, this set. Oh, this set looks so bad. Oh. I'm pretty sure this set's practical, though. That one. Some of it is. Is it actually her now? Uh, I think that's actually her. I I think I don't think it's Sabe. I think you're right. I think the cues are every time it's a, there's an outfit change. Maybe. I think. I just love the fact that, like, the crazy outfits and makeup make it so that she's harder to recognize. I just think that's so fucking cool. It's what they did with Hitler. There were, like, five Hitlers. Yep. This is a fact and not a thing out of the movie The Man Who Killed Hitler and Then the Bigfoot. <laughs> but also... <laughs> it might have been out of that movie. I don't know if I said it, but, like, I'm counting Chancellor Palpatine and Darth Sidious as two different entities. Chancellor Palpatine fucks. Senator Palpatine right now. Sorry, Senator Palpatine. Shiv uh, Palpatine. Huh? Shiv Palpatine. Yeah. Fucks! You wanna know how fucking sweaty I am? You can, I know, you can name the whole room. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, Mace Windu fucks. Prequel Yoda does not fuck. Sequel Yoda. Uh, sequel Yoda. Sequel Yoda also fucks. But, uh, <laughs> or OG, OT fu uh, Yoda fucks. Okay, actually, I, I, can, I know I can do it. Travis, counsel. Oh, you, you think I can do it? As many as you can. Uh, Yoda, Windu, uh, Q-Tip guy, Plo Koon. <laughs> Wait, real quick. Funny story. Uh, I know I've talked about us doing the Duel of the Fates uh, in our Keanu choir Woody. before. I remember whenever we watched this as the whole with the whole choir together. I wondered if anybody else would notice Yarrow Poof, that's his name, behind Qui-Gon moving his fucking head yeah. around. And like slowly everybody started laughing as everybody started to notice him. I remember not being there. Oh, you weren't there for that. I had to work. Oh, I fucking hate that. All um, right, so you got Yoda, Mace, Kiadi Mundi. I get um, Yarrow Poof. Yarrow Poof. Plo Koon. Um, Plo Koon Fox. Plo, Plo Koon Fox. And he doesn't leave clones behind. So does Yarrow Poof. Um, yeah, with that neck. <laughs> uh, the neck is the head of the vagina. Or the neck is the vagina of the head, rather. Why are you like this? I stole that from How Did This Get Played. That's Mark Hamill's son playing that Naboo guard. Ah, neat. 
Um, that was all I got that I can feasibly remember. Mace Windu, Yoda, Yero Poof, Kiani Mundi, Plo Koon, Ethkoth, Depa Balaba, Ada, uh, Adi Galia, Opo Rancisis, and Yaddle. Wait, that's 10. I need two more. Oh, um, Sacy Tin. I, I know a few of those names. I just. I think. I'll wait till they cut back. I think I missed something. Yeah, also, they only showed like two angles. Yeah. So, like, the one shot had Keanu Moody, Plo Koon, Yoda, and Mace. And I was like, okay, I got those four down pat. Yeah. But no one else. Because I can't see anyone else. This scene's fun. Uh, so when they cut – when once she make, uh, goes for the vote of no confidence, they cut around and there's a pod that has a, that has a Twi'lek senator in it. And apparently in the original, there were two human male aides to that senator. But in the re-release on various DVDs later, it got replaced by one of the costume designers dressed as two different versions of a Twi'lek. And E.T.'s in this scene. Yeah. I think that's one of those, like, no longer a real <laughs> Easter egg Easter eggs. Yeah. You know? That one's been covered to death. Yeah. Like, I can see how someone still doesn't know it. But, yeah. like, if you've looked up a Star Wars Easter egg video. They have E.T. You know, every time I watch this movie, I think about how crazy it is that an entire corporation gets a seat on the governing body of the galaxy. And then I realize that that's practically how it works in the United States already. Indeed. Political hot takes. I don't know if that's a hot take. Politics in Star Wars. Nonsense. Not in my Star Wars. It's only political when it's a woman and a black man. Oh, there they are. The two new Twi'leks who replaced the other guys. There's E.T. I'm telling you, that fucking Obi-Wan game made me love Coruscant and the Jedi Temple so much. Like, that's one of my very, 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 very few... I even want to say gripes, but, like, things I wish could be a thing like Galaxy's Edge is I wish there was a fucking Jedi Temple. Uh, oh, even Peel. That's who I missed. Evan Peel. I forgot he was still alive. Key and Peel. <laughs> yeah. Both Keegan Michael Key and Michael. <laughs> Michael. Keegan Michael Key. 
Are you serious? Jordan. Jordan. Why did I say Michael? What the fuck is wrong with me? What is that? That might be my phone, which I left on the shelf. Uh, it sounds you, like it's coming from over here. Can you grab it? No. Because I don't want to accidentally trigger this thing again. No, yeah, please don't. <laughs> I'm begging you. Oh. I love watching... It's probably the do-back chat relentlessly blowing up. Because my phone isn't blowing up. Hate leads to suffering. I love that quote so much. How are we already out of seltzer? This is nonsense. Let's go get a Mountain Dew. No. Also, I don't know if we missed it yet or not, but um, the Maltese Falcon is somewhere in that room among the Easter eggs. If you do decide to get yourself a Mountain Dew to make another one, get me one too. If you do, if you decide to. I promise. I want to know who the fuck Bail Antilles is. <laughs> Clearly, somebody forgot about the name being Organa. Like, I want to know who the fuck yeah. Bail Antilles is. I want to know how Alderaan got two people named Bail elected into their their governing body. Maybe Bail is their John. That was yeah, maybe. I'm so far away from the mic. You better not fuck up the audio. TJ will give me shit for that. Be like, how the fuck did you want this episode end up like this? Yeah, TJ, you hear me. I know you won't listen to this. Coward. Um, so... It is not every costume change because that is definitely her as well. Yeah. That face was an I'm going to cut off your hand and get you thrown out a window face. (laughs) (laughs) He's been planning that moment since he was nine years old. Right then. He's like, I'm going to fuck you up, buddy. I'm going to kick your ass, Mr. Window. In fact, that's how it's all going to end for you, baldy. That's just mean. Obi-Wan's like, hey, wait, I can be a Jedi Knight now. I'm going to indulge Qui-Gon's horse shit. For once. <laughs> For once, I'm going to indulge Qui-Gon's fuckery.
This is so interesting. You know what is legitimately sad about that scene, though? Is that, like... A lot of people on the council were really good friends with Qui-Gon. That is the last time they got to see him. Yeah. Like, the last time... Yeah. Like, the last thing they all said to him was... Fuck off. Was, like, please stop the bullshit. Like, we've had this conversation with you before. Fucking knock it off. Like, they don't say as much, but, like, when you know the background lore... Yeah. That is essentially the conversation that is, like, silently being had. Like, fucking seriously, we've had this conversation before. Because in canon, he is kind of obsessed with all those prophecies. Yeah. And they are really, really not fond of him being super into them. And, you know, obviously he's proved right by the end. But, like, the fact that he drops everything and is like, I need to train the Chosen One. Like... I can understand how, why the whole council, who doesn't necessarily buy all that stuff, like the rest of them go, Qui-Gon, buddy, stop. And then the last thing they, that's the last thing they get to say or do with them that we see on screen, at least. It's sad when you think about it. And then they all die. All right, I am going to have one last Qui-Gon Jinn and hopefully not blow up the couch in the process. I'm begging you not to. I'm not trying to. Vroom. Wipe into a wipe. That's how you do it. Especially when you're Georgie. You catch on pretty quick. You just might be the greatest pilot of the galaxy. It's even better with Mountain Dew. Well, now I have to try it. <laughs> you can kill the Mason Jar then. What a nice lad. George <laughs> Jar Pinks, be fucking useful for the last 30 minutes. Oh boy, that's a, that's a little cattywampus. You're a little cattywampus. <laughs> I dead ass almost asked. I dead ass almost asked you what we're looking at time wise, and then went, "No, fucko, we're the fucking runtime of the movie." That's what. Also, you typically want to put the other one in first. Well, too late. Also, I need a uh, I need a paper towel. Uh, 
Thought I left that red rag out. Look in the sink over there. This is quality content. We're talking about the movie, right? (laughs) My shirt it is. Would rather watch you try to clean the keyboard with your shirt than watch the pod race. It looks like you're fucking the keyboard over there. <laughs> if only it was on. should have just mixed it in the mason jar. That would have been a lot smarter. Nah, I don't know. The mason jar would have been harder to drink out of. You would have worn that. Like I didn't already, Jared. Okay, more so than you did. Now we're back on Naboo. Now we're back on Naboo. There's Captain Tarpulse, the man who almost killed Grievous. A year and a half into the war. Because what the fuck is up with the Gungans? Again, to truly appreciate a lot of stuff going on in this movie. Cannot recommend Queen's Shadow and Master and Apprentice enough. Oh, oh. And it's time. Who is this in of a- <laughs> Wait, wait, I'm waiting for the I told you so face. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Travis, he said society. <laughs> we live in one. We still live in underwater society. No, Travis is shaking his head at me. He doesn't like what I have to say. I don't approve. Listen here. You're the real clown, Travis. <sighs> that was gross. You were so thinking. Here's something to talk about when we review Joker tomorrow. Joker's open, opening weekend. Hit better than Justice League. Almost beat Dark Phoenix's whole domestic run. Ah! You're the Lord. Wait, here's Darth Maul's other line. That is not Ray Park. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, he didn't shout, I'm not drinking, which we most <laughs> certainly are. <laughs> Darth Maul just, I swear I've not been drinking. I, I promise. Wanna, I want to know. I want to go back and listen to this and see if, like, we are clearly impaired from the beginning to now. Because I don't feel it. Nah, I I'm don't. getting a little tongue tied, but, like, no, I do that sober. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think our speech is impaired. No. I'm, I mean, like I said, if I have, I have a good buzz going. I I wouldn't trust myself behind the wheel of a car, only because, like, I'd probably fall asleep driving right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want you to do that. I, I don't want to do that either. As someone who almost does that when he's, like, regularly awake, you know? Time to get a battle plan from the 14-year-old. Okay, but like... I mean, she's the most qualified 14-year-old on the planet, don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, I'll... I'll defend It's still that. terrifying. Ooh-woo. <laughs> Did I you just that... ooh-woo me? I'm not on purpose. Did you just ooh-woo me? Mm. There, it's better. You ooh-wooed me. Please stop saying it out loud. Every time I look at you, bitch, I ooh-woo. Why are you like this? I'm trying to make you my boo. Be my motherfucking Sailor Moon. That was uh, that was what Anakin sang to Amidala on the boo. <laughs> I want you to be my Sailor Moon. She was like, that's so deep. And then she said it again later in a different context. All right, Travis. That was about that was about adult Anakin and adult Padme. I want to point out for the record. I don't think you need any more Qui Gon Jin. Yeah, I do. Takes a defiant drink. I'm not drunk till I look in the mirror. Facts. Not that we can hear it because the TV's muted. But one of my favorite... Star Wars sound effects of all time is the sound of that shield and the noise that the uh, blaster cannon bolts make when they hit it that like boom. open fire Oh yeah, they bring the nine year old. <laughs> they bring the nine year old to the fucking war zone. 
That was a good and smart move. I mean, like... It, I've never... Like, you could never make that make sense. There was no fucking reason to bring Anakin here. Because he has to be there for plot. Reason enough for me. <laughs> I love that big swing Obi-Wan builds up to to just cut clean through that battle droid. One of my other favorite things, just like under like knowing lore shit, is just like how fucking horny for killing Jedi Darth Maul is. Like probably looking out of that window and seeing a blue and green lightsaber down there. How fucking amped up he must have gotten. Like he knew he knew ahead of time because Sidious yeah. was probably like, oh, by the way, Kenobi and Jin are coming to you. Like, get ready. Um, these guys aren't to be fucked with. You put them down as soon as you can. But for like Darth Maul to just like look down and see those two lightsaber blades, just how amped up he'd have been like, oh man. Wilhelm go. scream, take a sip. That's how good I am. I know when the screams happen without any sound. Also, was I right or not with the fucking Mountain Dew even making it? Oh better? yeah, it's really good. It's really good. It takes off some of the bite from the gin. It's like it sweetens it up a bit. I wasn't even tasting any bite from the gin at all anyway. So. It makes it like a little tart, you know? Yeah. Like it, it wasn't like a hard alcohol bite. Oh, just like the sourness yeah. of the drink yeah. itself. Oh, I see what you mean. Yee, <laughs> yee. Cease fire. Cease fire. Do it again. <laughs> So, for those of you at home who do not understand how these fucking shields work, um, because this is one of those like those things that whenever I read it in a book, I was like, oh, that's so cool. The way the shields work is that you basically have to be moving under a certain speed to pass through it. So if like you're moving at like the speed that like any of those tanks would be moving at, it would not let you through. Um. Now, I don't know if this is the kind of shield that would, like, slowly sizzle at the shield or if it would just, like, keep it back. Um, I think that judging off of, like, the color of it, which typically depends on, like, what energy is coming through it, I think the tanks would eventually be able to pass through it, like, slowly. Mm -hmm. um, like, I'm pretty sure the AATs eventually pass through. But, like, the red shields, like... I don't think you can put a vehicle through that. You might be able to, but you can see there like it like it has that kind of like gelatinous thing to it that I don't know if the um tanks would have been able to pass through. I also fucking love the Boombas. I don't know why. God damn it, Jar Jar. <laughs> God damn it, Jar Jar. <laughs> All right. All right. All right, it's time. All right, this is the scene we came for. Stay where the fuck you are. Sit down. Sit down. I brought you into this war zone, but I'm going to bully you now. Bum, bum, da, da, da. 
I forgot Joy Decker showed up at all in this fight. <laughs> we gotta do something, R2. <laughs> oh, it's two sided. Holy shit. Hundun, Shundun, Hundun, Shundun. Have you ever seen that video before? Oh, yeah. I was thinking, like, for the past month or so, I really want to learn how to do staff combat. Like, saber staff combat. Yeah. That would be really cool. I want to become Ray Park. (laughs) Travis isn't going to stop until he replaces Ray Park. I like V-Nex, and I swear I'm not drinking. Travis isn't going to stop until he can just, like take back the the shirts we gave him. I can change my legal name to Ray Park. No balls. You're right, I won't do it. <laughs> Easy, you're absolutely right. No, Imagine how different this universe is if that cannon actually hit that fighter. Oh no. Space Hitler died. Anakin's not space Hitler. He's like fucking space Goebbels. Again, you want to talk about like, oh, fucking talking shit on the last Jedi Praetorian Guard scene. Qui-Gon could have just stabbed Darth Maul in the back right there. That is the only choreography thing I'm pointing out this whole time, because this is one of my favorite fights ever. Ever, 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 ever. This duel is so fun and fast paced. I fucking love every second of it. But don't you for a second claim to understand fight choreography and bitch about The Last Jedi if you are not going to equally criticize this. And that is all I had to say on the matter. Also, Ray Park's in this scene, too. He plays one of the... He's uh, one oh, of the yeah. Naboo guards. Yeah. I remember. I remember talking about that. Ah, uh, fucking, this is my least favorite Jar Jar scene out of all of them across the whole trilogy. Jar Jar getting his feet tangled in a battle droid's wires and accidentally gunning down a whole platoon. It's a bit much for me. That's a bit much for you. All of it is. I'm just saying that one in particular is the one that I just, I check out completely. He... He showed up on screen and I went, that's a bit much for me. And then it just spiraled out of control from there. <laughs> Why is the nine-year-old in the war zone? Raise a Mary Sue. Watch You're this right. nine-year-old survive a fucking war. But Ray's a Mary Sue. Ray's never been trained. <laughs> Anakin was in a fucking go-kart race. That counts. They showed it. They showed him understanding pilot controls earlier. That means he's absolutely trained for combat. 100%. See, that should be a bit we start doing. Is it like, is like you just start doing like fandom menace talking points 
Jared. TJ did that on his last appearance on Dubac. Okay, I mean actual argument talking points. And Are you calling me TJ Bowser? I'm saying... You're going to call me Trenton next, aren't you? I just, just don't say the HT word. Cold tits. Fuck you. Yeah, raise the one that, that lags behind. Because he's been drinking. It's because he, he no, it's because he hasn't been drinking. <laughs> I swear I've not been drinking. I swear. Oh. But I love this fucking just fucking donkey kicks him right in the fucking face. <laughs> Get out of here! Don't you come back. And then Qui-Gon pimp slaps yeah, him. Yeah, so he just backhanded him. Yoink. He <laughs> just let everybody getting smacked in the face for five minutes. It's called practical combat skills. Jeez. Oh, everyone just looks up there like, I, my back hurts so fucking much. I love whenever, like, Darth Maul does, like, this really dramatic karate jump over Qui-Gon's blade. Yoink! <laughs> Looks like a Jackie Chan stunt. Maybe it was. No, I lied. It's the force field that's the sound of the broken fan. And it was a three-year-old. It was a three-year-old who had a cold that did the um, gooberfish. Ah. See, lightsabers was a mix of a bunch of stuff. It was like the broken TV. Some, um, I think it was there was like a fan involved, like a like an yeah, AC. The uh, the sound of bacon frying, I know, is in there somewhere. Oh yeah, like that crackle of the fat when it like pops in the, in yeah. the pan. I I also love like how much of it revolves around a broken piece of machinery. Yep, like the broken TV. Darth Vader's respirator is a broken scuba tank with the microphone fed inside of it and then turn like you turn on the nozzle. And then all of this stuff obviously is like pitched down and altered in some way, but like you get the baseline sound and then eventually yeah. you bring it down yeah. and you get the. Yes, <gasps> Jar Jar, Mr. Magooing his way through this whole fucking fight. The Republic didn't deserve Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> he was too good for them. <laughs> so good that he fucking destroyed it. Here, take on this one. Whoop, 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 whoop. That's another one I hate. Is when he accidentally juggles the Booma into the battle droid. He's also apparently heavy enough to, like, swerve a tank. I think the implication was that, like, the battle droid's, like, body kind of, like, it over. Just shoot right now. Blow his fucking brains out. All over the field. Paint the fields of Naboo with Char Char Binks' brain. Please. I'd pay any amount of money.
Oops, this is not good. One of the best lines. I love that shot transition so much. Lucas said that he had those shots framed back to back to make it feel like Darth Maul's like peering into Anakin. While Qui-Gon is doing exactly that, like trying to feel into the future. I also love that like almost it almost sounds like the gate is laughing. Not that we can hear it, but that like Yeah. Like it almost feels like City is feeling what's about to happen through the force. Drink Drink to our boy. To Qui-Gon. To one of the lads. Who had who who put all the fuck who made a body pile of battle droids? Why did they do that? Had to keep count. What purpose do you what purpose does that serve? Shields. What? A shield of battle droid bodies. But they're just in a pile and they've captured all the Gungans. Body count. Aesthetic. <laughs> I'm giving you answers here. I didn't say any of them were right. I also love how that like is literally literally the only all it took to goof out the Trade Federation is just one little switcheroo. It's just look over here, all the fucking guns. <laughs> I have so many guns. I have more guns in there chair than a man from Texas named Bubba. I love this. This is one of my most favorite fucking like little character moments is Obi-Wan bouncing behind the laser gate that like, come on, like I want to fucking fight you. And I just, oh, bop, bop, bop. oh this is just all my favorite bits of choreography ever oh. that like front back, front back, yeah. parry away. Oh yeah. I want to see the fast version of this. Right, I I want to see the version of this that they told them they had to. Slow yeah, you down. you want to tell that story that since I've told all the fun behind the scenes stories, oh, uh, they filmed like the bulk of this fight, and then they had to stop and say, "Guys, we need you to slow it down." It is not picking up on camera. Yeah, like, like Ewan and Ray Park went so fucking ham. I love they, that sound you, cue that they have for that force push as well. Again, we can't hear it, yeah. but like I heard it in my that in my head um a lot of similar things with stunts happen with bruce lee a lot oh yeah in his fights where he would like clear a room and they'd have to redo it because he just moved so fast yeah like the audience can't appreciate you fighting fucking these guys up well what i love is that like you and they had to keep telling you and to stop making lightsaber noises too (laughs) yeah is that like that's just so fucking wholesome is it like they gave him that thing and he just immediately it, just? I talked about this, I think, on a do back episode. Uh, when you're listening to this, it'll been like a month ago. But like, <laughs> uh, the last one that we, the one before episode seventy seven, I believe. Yeah, that would have been uh, last week. I mentioned how cool it now. is that everyone working in in Star Wars currently 
is a big fan of Star Wars. Yeah, for the most part, yeah. And that really like, started with these movies. Yeah. Right? Like, that's so cool to me. I just love that one clip that's always circulating online of Obi or of Ewan McGregor, and it's like that that bit where he fucking donkey kicks him off the reactor, and like Ewan lands on the mat, and then he sits up and he like looks at Nick Gallard and he's like, "They said, do you want to do Star Wars?" I said, "Fucking do it right, man!" <laughs> and like how excited he was to shoot that. <laughs> and the battle droids just turn off. They lost their Wi-Fi connection. Also, 1138 on that droid's back. Here we go. I could drop my saber and kill you, but instead I will taunt you. Darth Maul's arrogance cost him half his body. Not going to say his life, because that is not doesn't touch the button i, mean, I love that red mist yeah i fucking love that's also the only time darth maul blinks huh is whenever he gets diced neat i'd also like to think that some of darth maul's mental instability and when we see him later is caused from him hitting his head oh probably like really fucking hard right there <sighs> Another little fun fact. At the time of uh, Phantom Menace's release, Qui-Gon's death was spoiled by the soundtrack. Like one of the songs is titled Qui-Gon's Noble End. Okay. I wonder if like we haven't been paying attention to this and I didn't think of it until just now, but like do you A is Liam Neeson's beard in this movie prosthetic? No. And B are there discrepancies from scene to scene? <laughs> well, there, we're about to see one really big discrepancy that I think is fucking hilarious. I think I know what you're talking about. When the Jedi Council arrives on Naboo, they could not get Sam Jackson to, to shoot this scene. Yep. So if you look carefully, there is a black man, bald Jedi who walks out. In the same robes as Mace Windu, but it is very clearly not Samuel L. Jackson. And I am so surprised that he has not been digitally added to this scene yet. Same thing with Sebulba. Same thing with the fucking power outlet. I am so surprised I have not removed this from the movie. Wait, here, he's co here he comes. He's rode over Palpatine's shoulder. There he is. <laughs> He's right behind Plo Koon, yep. yeah. Random Jedi extra number one? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Mace Windu? Jedi who is totally Mace Windu. Um, also, another little fun fact. Uh, Kaeda Mundi and Newt Gunray were played by the same actor. That's, I mean, I'm sure that's very easy to pull off. Oh, yeah. I mean, they don't share any scenes either. Yeah. Especially since he's in, like, heavy prosthetics for both. Yeah. Also, Digital Yoda. Yeah. Originally, when Phantom Menace came out, he they had him... They, he was a puppet for the whole movie that inexplicably looked worse than he did in Empire. And then this was the only scene in, in Phantom Menace's theatrical release where Yoda was CGI, where he was walking around, where, like, where the shot was, like, really far back and he was walking. Yeah. 
when the Blu-ray came out and when they did that big 3D re-release, if you remember that, yeah, um, they did Digital Yoda, which I much prefer Digital Yoda and Phantom Menace. Again, I mean, Digital Yoda, but we t- did not just copy and paste Sam Jackson. Yep. Now, this scene is the epilogue in Master and Apprentice, and it hurts to fucking listen to. It is incredibly sad. Uh, <laughs> um, there's just so much going on there, and you know the whole just everything that happens in that book. I'm not going to spoil it all, but it's it's remarkable, and it is it is one of my favorite new canon books. And seeing that there, Obi Wan and Anakin's relationship truly begins. Watching their surrogate father burn, and it ends with Anakin burning. Lucas was brilliant when he wanted to be, and he put in the effort to be. Hey, look, Sam Jackson made it to Naboo. <laughs> I wonder how. <laughs> Is that definitely wasn't him earlier? I also never understood like the movies like half-assed trying to make it a secret that Sidious is Palpatine, but also telegraphing it super hard. And speaking of telegraphing it. This song that's playing here, Augie's Great Municipal Band, is the Emperor's theme in the major key. And if the sound I, was I on... I feel like I've heard that before. If the sound is on, it has that... That, that like, if you slow that down a little bit and put it in the minor key, that vocalization becomes the... Oh, so eerie like he's hiding in plain fucking sight also mace has a different lightsaber in that scene if you look at his belt he doesn't have that really sexy black and gold one so that one doesn't say bad motherfucker that lightsaber does not say bad motherfucker allegedly his attack of the clones and revenge of the sith one do <laughs> I came for space. They're gonna fuck. They are gonna fuck. Oh I, yeah, that was that the is, face where nope. she's like, "I'm a fuck no that kid." Okay. I'm, I'm a, a harsh, fuck that kid, silly. I'm a harsh critiquer of the Milady face, the the Anakin rape face. That was a Padme rape face. And that's where we're going to end this. Actually, I want to go through the credits a little bit, just just so we can like talk through. Okay. That's fine. How did you feel about this movie as a kid? Uh, so I... I thought it was very boring. Okay. But I didn't watch it until I was like 11. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't experience... So as a young, young kid... So by then... I'm interrupting. I'm sorry. So, so like by then, you were not like easily distracted by ooh pretty colors, right? But okay. So I didn't discover Star. Like I discovered Star Wars, but I didn't get into it because I knew there were like the concept of the movies that came out before happened after the ones that are coming out now. Like fucking baffled me, and I didn't like I wasn't in the know, and and then I. One person made like made fun of me once. I don't even remember who or what was said. I just remember feeling like an idiot in that like 
I got the name of a movie wrong or something. Yeah. And I was like, I ain't touching this anymore. I was like six. Um, I love how you were six years old, Marty, ex- experiencing how fucking how much of a fucking dumpster fire this fandom is. Um, and then somewhere along the line, I discovered that's all the Qui Gon Jinn kids. Yep. The uh, I discovered the Force Unleashed. Quite enjoyed it. Um, and then from there, like worked my way into the story of the movies and such. Um, and so I watched them back in the day when you could still reasonably find like Star Wars Episode One, Part One of Fifteen, and just you, you <laughs> on know. YouTube and yep. just like <laughs> that's how I experienced. I wonder how that Star site. Wait, wait, wait. Where is it? Where's Jabba the Hutt as himself? Uh, hey, oh, I love it. <laughs> that's great. It just passed by. I saw it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so like. I definitely skipped through some stuff, got to the Darth Maul fight, watched that, and I was good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I, You watched this when you were very young. Yes. This movie, as a kid, even after Revenge of the Sith, this is, I, I for years said this is my favorite Star Wars movie. Um, totally understand boring. Uh, however, as I've said a thousand times, Star Wars Obi-Wan was like my fucking gateway drug. And it it changed the game for me. Like it opened my eyes to this franchise in like the biggest way. Um made me fall in love with like the concept of the Jedi being superheroes. Like that like not in like a all-powerful kind of way, but like the super-powered crime fighter type aspect of the Jedi during this era. Um, because, uh, those of you who haven't, aren't familiar with Star Wars Obi-Wan or haven't, uh, heard me talk about it before, very much that game begins at the, before episode one and very much of the plot of the game before you get into the Phantom Menace storyline is you working with Qui-Gon, like destabilizing different gangs, um, and crime syndicates. So that the fact that the game's main menu music is Duel of the Fates and all of that just like the, the, the it inundated that this that that aesthetic of this movie into my brain like the last 15 minutes and the first 15 minutes of this movie are so ingrained to my perception of what Star Wars is that when I get a hint of that, it makes my heart happy. That's why I fucking love Master and Apprentice so much. Um, I absolutely love this movie to this day. I, you know, I can poke fun at it. To this day! To this day! I, f- I fucking love this movie. Like, you know, as much fun as you want to poke at it, it's... I think it's the most underrated Star Wars movie. I think... I think I can give that to you. Because, like... Attack of the Clones just straight up isn't good. Yeah, yeah. Attack of the Clones is the only, like, overall not good Star Wars movie. This is slow. This is a really slow burn, but I don't think it's bad. Uh, it's certainly not good. It's not great. I would, I would say good. I would say good. I don't, I don't think Phantom Menace is that bad at all. 
I don't think it's Empire. I don't think it's I don't think it touches the original trilogy, but I think it's a fine movie. We can agree to disagree on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. But yeah, I just I love this movie. I love Qui-Gon Jinn so much. I love I just I just love everything about first fifteen, last fifteen. So so strong. Um, also, I'm like I since we don't have the sound on, I can't tell where it is. Um, one of my favorite things about this movie, I think it's actually I think it's happening now. Um, the Boggy's Great Municipal Band music fades out. Oh yeah, and there's a very subtle for those of you who haven't watched this movie to the very end. The band music fades out, and there's just a very subtle. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, uh. Oh, breathing. <laughs> yep. There it is. Holy shit. I was right on it then. God, I've watched this movie too many fucking times. Um, I'm the right guy. Oh, and this fucking acid trip. You remember this? <laughs> the fucking whenever like the THX intro started just doing weird shit. But uh, yeah, that's Phantom Menace. Uh, had a good time. We did not get as drunk as I think either of us were expecting to going into we this. We had a reasonable game, though, right? Like, Yeah, we had a reasonable game. We were also sipping throughout as well, just yeah. because we liked how we, the drinks tasted. We each finished three, I think. I'd say two and a half. I don't know how much yeah. is in the martini glasses we started with that's solely true. for the photo op. Um, that's true. But yeah. Thank you guys for watching The Phantom Menace with us. Uh, again, looking forward to doing Attack of the Clones uh, next week by the time you're hearing this. <laughs> I'm going to have so much fun with Attack of the Clones. Oh my god, it's going to be a time and a half. Um, as of now, it's supposed to be with Broaxium, uh, Chris and Dan at least. Maybe Jason Ward will join us for that one and we'll just have a big-ass crew to do that one with. Um, but at the very least, it should be Chris and Dan. Uh very much looking forward to that. Looking forward to going on this journey with you guys, catching up on the Skywalker saga leading up until the rise of Skywalker. This is so much fun. Um, did you hear my elbow pop? Yeah, yeah I did. <laughs> so thank you guys for listening. We are honored that you have joined us. Hope you guys aren't too shwasted yourselves. Uh, if you had a couple beverages and may the force be with you always. <laughs>